Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at uh1.com. Hey, it's Mark here, introducing another Nigel Awards special of Baffled. Rather than Connor Explains, we're going to go through the best bits of the last 12 months, and we're giving them Nigel Awards. These are the most awkward moments that we can find from the last 12 months. I feature a little bit more than I want to, but Dan gets put in his place, so that is always worth listening for. Welcome to a brand new episode of Baffled. It's your favourite fact podcast. This is what we call Connor Explains. My name's Dan. Mark is also here. Hello. Now, I don't want to let daylight in on magic, but you might have seen Connor has not been in the country for the last few weeks. We had batched recorded. Uh, If you have followed him on socials, you'll have noticed a few pictures of American roads, American products, the usual things that British take pictures of when they go to a foreign country. Uh, He's been in Austin. (laughs) You'll have heard him talk about it before. And basically, he's completely mucked up. His travel plan's getting back. The world has gone into some form of lockdown since he's been there. So he is not there. So today's Connor Explains has become Mark Explains. Yeah. Well, I mean, A, it's the most Connor thing ever, isn't it? Of, can I get home? Yeah, sure. It'll be fine. No, no, you can't. Uh, Secondly, I feel like, given the amount of crap he gives me every Connor Explains, well, what do you do? Just sit there. He's going to be very upset when he hears this. Have you also done it? As a point of principle to show that the research is not as hard as he makes out. I'll be honest with you, not that tricky. But I even came up with my own idea without having a little moan about <laughs> it first. He notably does about five minutes worth of discussion uh, of research. Have you done more than that? I have two pages of A4 right here. So, uh, if you've never listened before, usually baffled, we bring you nine facts every week, things you've never heard. We decide whether they are incredible or worth chucking in the bin. And then we expand on one of them. Every week. Today, Mark is going to do that and explain something to us. Give us your second fact of the show. Elvis had a twin. What? No, he's, no, he doesn't. Yeah. Elvis had a twin. 35 minutes before Elvis Presley was born, his mother gave birth to a stillborn identical oh, twin. Oh, Connor. What? Hold on. Hold on. Throughout his life, Presley believed his brother was a spiritual guide referring to him as his original bodyguard and put a lot of his success down to that moment. Look, mate, you know what this podcast is? This podcast is we bring facts. Yeah. I know I've just done one about Gunther yeah. and we have a laugh of it. We, yeah. we, we, we joke. What, what can we possibly do with that? <laughs> well, I'm going to be completely honest with you here. You don't, well, I'll be honest with you. I only had one fact. And on the way in here, I needed to find one quickly. Oh, there we go. So That's I found it. Elvis has a twin and then copy and pasted it. And as I've just read Stillborn, I've realised <laughs> oh, I was a Stillborn oh. twin. I never knew that uh. until this very moment in time. Oh, that, oh, so okay. He's really? put himself on the line for us here. He's come on in. This really is what we do down to the him. tone, you have. Yeah. We, we've, got him, we've got him for an hour as well. Have you? We're almost done. <laughs> I could, 
I can only apologize. I mean, it's my mistake as much as everybody else's here. Well, it's still good to know. Yeah. So Japan is definitely the best place to live, and it's because of this fact. Did you know that Japanese railways hand out certificates for delays of more than five minutes? So the idea behind it, uh, Japanese trains, they uh, like to be very punctual. They pride themselves in Japan on timings of public transport, um, and they really try to adhere to that standard. Um, but if there is a delay, you get something called a delay certificate handed to you by people that work on the railway line. The idea of that is that when you turn up to school, maybe work, you can just instantly prove by your certificate that you're late and you have no more questions asked. Great idea. So it's like I mean, a, there, there it's is like not enough. Note. Yeah, there's not enough paper in the world for the UK railways to do that, though. That's the well, issue. Do you know what I mean? Exactly. You do it over here. You, 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 you Yeah. You're just, you're constantly getting certificates. Continuous. There's always delays. But Japan, brilliant you idea. Facts, you stay for political satire. Um, I'm, 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 I'm loath to carry on down the path that we've been doing recently in Baffled, what with the Connor Explains episode about petrol, of, of us just, this just being a sniping session on the government that we don't really know that much about. Uh, so that's all you get. You don't get anything for it. You don't get compensation. No, so it's, so it's a five-minute delay certificate, basically. So anything over five minutes, if you're going into, like, I think they do it in the UK as well, like 15, 20-minute territory, then, yeah, you can get compensation. That's a pretty universal thing. Uh, most train lines, from looking at this fact I've read, seem to give you compensation when it's over around about 15, 20-minute delays. But you know that those little ones, sometimes you might have the, you know, the sticky boss that's you walk in five minutes late, they're always kind of eyeing you up as to sort of say, why are you late? Well, you just deliver the certificate on their desk and there you go. That's why I'm late, mate. That's why I'm late. Have that one. Yeah, I, I'll be honest, I am that kind of boss who like, you walk in five minutes late from your train and it's a good afternoon, I'm that guy. I am that guy that everyone hates, yeah. but I'm fine well, with it. The, the thing is, this works in your hand, but it also doesn't. Because if you're late and you're feeling a bit stressed about it, you know you've got your certificate to help you out. But what about those times where you just want to lie? You know, you're running a little bit late. You overslept. You, you may be hung over. If you go, oh, the train was delayed. Well, it's your certificate. <laughs> I, I have a few problems with this. One, I think it's too much of a humble brag. Oh, our trains are so fast. Like, do we have any stats about how many certificates they issue? If it's one, then it's like the most irritating humble brag ever. That's, oh, this that's, the, that, I've got a problem with that. Well, this is the thing. Mm. Japanese trains are the most punctual in the world. That is first sentence. I'm not making that up. It's stated in no, every single bit of this fact that I read about. Extremely punctual. So, you know, over here, we're not extremely punctual when it comes to train times. They'd be issuing them a lot. I think in Japan, it's quite rare. But the idea of it is if you are late due to trains, they issue a certificate, they hold liability, they put their hands up and, and you can walk into work a little bit late. Also, five minutes is too short. I think if your bus is yeah. moping that you're five minutes late, I know that the Japanese do have a crushing problem of overwork, but if you're walking into work five minutes late and your boss is chipping off, you need to get yourself a new job. Terrible, yeah, terrible management see, style. that's the way I'm you think of it. The way I think also, of it, it's too, it, it... I was going to say, the way I think of it is... If you were needing a certificate for five minutes late, just get out five minutes earlier in the morning. I'm sure trains are regular enough that it doesn't matter if you're five minutes late. If you are relying on it to be pinpoint accurate for you to get to work on time, get up early. I, it, it adds 
both it adds more evidence to the fact file of why you'd be a terrible boss mark you're also the type of person that shares on instagram when their email title has changed so you know i think yeah you're you're that person oh look at this i'm now the uk product manager yeah okay brilliant we all care thank you delete and i just I, 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 it's too much wastage. It's unnecessary wastage. I just think it's a humble brag. I think it's. I think it's pointless. They may have caught me in a gripey mood, but I, th- I think. I think it's pointless. It has taken just short of about six minutes for Dan to just rip apart something that Mark's up to in in life, and it's wonderful to hear. There's there's Mark like really proud of his new job title. There's Dan like yeah, no one cares. Deleted. Mark's up pretty. Okay, thank you. <laughs> It's like two years old. That I just post, think job t- Get over it, all right? It's been two years. Job titles never need to be shared on Instagram. Oh, if you're valuing your career in job title, crazy. hold on, hold on, Mark. You actually done the post. I thought he was sarcastically saying this. You actually done the post. No. I, I don't remember. I don't. Oh, okay. Well, to be Switch fair, to be fair to me, to be fair to me, at the time when I mentioned it, I didn't remember it. I just I had a hunch, and I, now I, he's I mentioned it. I'd, I. I, I do remember it. Remember ever doing uh, it. I, did I? I honestly don't actually. I'm just playing along for the bants, mate. Stop valuing your job by your title. That's all I'm saying. I'm going to have a little chat about hair colour. Mark's favourite. I mean, it, it's a subject that's close to my heart. Fantastic. So if you've just joined us, we uh, all, all three of us have, have got, I would say, quite different hair colours. Connor usually goes for a, what would you describe? It's it's just a, a standard brown, isn't it? Yeah, it's sort of like a mousy, I always thought I was blonde, but I'm not anymore. I'm like a mousy kind of brown. Yeah, I'm 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 with you there. Uh, I When I was young, I had brilliant blonde hair. I thought I'd be strawberry blonde. Now it's descended to brown. I occasionally dye it. Mark's hair, though, let me describe it. Um, have you ever had those crisp Watsits? Yeah, like, like those. Like a nice, dusty, cheesy... Carroty crisp. That's Mark's big old ginger bond. Mark kind of resembles the tips of your fingers when you've been eating Watsits. You know, you have that orange coating. Very, very specifically UK show today. I mean, we could just be very nice. We could just be nice to Mark here and just go, Mark has ginger hair. It's not that hard for people to imagine without you going, oh, can you imagine eating a bag of Watsits? Which is also a very British reference. Well, and also we talked about Key Stage 2 earlier on, so we mm. re- really are, really are bang on our American audience. I'm just thinking, imagine the most ginger person you know, then for another British restaurant, then dye even redder like it's Red Nose Day. There you go, Mark. What, what have we got? Uh, you're, you would say, you've, have you always been ginger? Has it affected your life much? Uh, yes, I have always been ginger. And I can't say it stops me doing things. Any inadequacies I have in life tend to be down to me rather than down to my hair. I would say it's it's it's. I would say your personality is a very ginger middle manager personality. You know what I mean? I have absolutely no idea what to. Please explain. Like quite fastidiously hot on the rules. Like realise from an early age you need to be funny and a bit self deprecating, but also to to keep people in line. Otherwise, you were just going to be trampled on like like a, again like a little what's it? I'll be honest. I heard you say that it was funny, and I zoned out because I thought that was great. Mark, and anything else after that was going to be downhill. So Mark, I just stopped there. Mark, yes, Connor, you happy? I picked this one for Connor explains this week, mate. I mean, it depends depends where we're going with it. Right. But I mean, at the moment, I'm interested. There's genuine interest there. However. I'm fairly certain we aren't going to go as deep as I want to know. But, you know, fire off. Go for. So hair colour is obviously an important aspect of how people define themselves and how people define them based on the three-minute conversation we just had. That is very understandable in, in, in that moment, how we define somebody. I mean, we've just compared Mark to a what's it. So uh, specific hair colours have become associated with various personality traits. 
Hair colour actually doesn't tell us a lot about personality, no, although it can affect how we are perceived or treated by other people due to social stereotypes. Exactly. Yeah, that, that's what we've gone through. And people, people kind of make their way in the world when they're young, if they've got a certain hair colour, because maybe they're called certain things and, and the way that they're treated kind of affects everything. It's a big old nurture system, isn't it? What affects our hair colour though, Connor? Well, so before we get into what affects our hair colour, the kind of way people are treated and the way people define themselves comes from like the idea of somebody who's got blonde hair, blue eyes, you know, the kind of model appearance creates confidence. That's a good example of that. Somebody with dark hair, dark features. You know, a dark beard. No, Dan, that does not appeal to you. Um, it, I've got blonde hair and blue eyes. I can't. I don't, I don't think you're about. blonde. I wouldn't really go there. I'd probably go like sort of shitty blonde. But yeah, so yeah, fair point. Um, so yeah, so people have blonde hair, blue eyes and those dark features that we all seem to see as attractive uh, due to social stereotypes, hold their self of confidence. And then you have the marks of the world, which I mean, Mark, what was it like at six years old and, you know, at school and... I mean, six is fine because at six you don't really notice. As soon as you go through, you know, the team. Oh, everyone else noticed. Every, everyone else noticed. And, 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 and I mean, I, I feel like they had my best interest at heart. They constantly wanted to make sure that I knew that my hair was ginger, just in case I was unsure and it would one day come as a shock to me. Yeah, Plenty of, of people just made sure that I knew. So thank you to all those people. Just make, you know, you don't want to just suddenly have a shock that your hair color is ginger. So the more other people can tell you, the easier it is on you. Yeah, I think all ginger kids get reminded that they're ginger. I, I, I understand that completely. It definitely happened at my school. Um, but yeah, your hair colour and why you're ginger is determined by the amount of pigment called melanin in hair. So an abundance of one type of melanin called eumelanin gives people black or brown hair and an abundance of another pigment called femelanin gives people red hair. This one, just make it simple. Just needs to be simple, doesn't it? How dare scientists use scientific words? Yeah. God. What would you like it to be called, Connor? I think you could just call it, you know, uh, type of stuff called hair stuff. And if you get more than right, okay, hair so stuff, yeah, yeah, something simple. Uh, anyway, so black is a large amount of eumelanin. Uh, brown is a moderate amount of eumelanin. Blonde is a very little eumelanin. And red, here we go, is mostly femelanin with a little eumelanin. Right, so what to... T- I'll be honest. I don't want to get bogged down in specific chemicals. Just and, a little and, pot. And, and think, just a little pot of stuff. A th- little pot of stuff. It's like a little mixture. A little bit of paint in your jeans. Yeah, correct. and Mark's what, went a bit wrong. What, well, what determines how much of those melanins and those pigments get given into our hair? Well, obviously it's genes, isn't it? And, it, you know, it's to do with two people that have sexy time and create children. Um, and it's about how much they've got of each and how that combines. So there's a certain type of hair colour that creates ginger people, um, ginger children, like little Mark there. Um, it's like, but, but it can also be a little bit unexpected sometimes. So usually half the time, if you have a parent that's ginger, you will come out as a ginger. Well, that's interesting. Is that true, Mark? Your parents, they both what to Ed's? Uh, my dad was. My mum wasn't, but she does come from a Scottish family, so there's definitely ginger gene. So as far as I'm aware, the ginger gene is a recessive gene, so that's why there's not a lot of us, because both the mum and the dad need to have uh, that gene within their DNA. I think so. I've got cousins who are strikingly ginger. Um, Both tried to dye your hair, but I know what you're doing. 
their parents aren't really ginger. So I was wondering if it was one of those things where it does take a little leap over generations at points. Uh, it can do. It all depends on who has the recessive gene. I love they the fact as they go along, don't they? I love the fact that Mark has given us a really great answer to Dan saying that his parents are what's it heads. That kind of skimmed over his head quite quickly. Yeah, I just kind of skimmed over that. Yeah, yeah. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app. You can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with Code Program for a 4-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's Stamps.com. Code Program.